Hi, I'm Maddie, and I read a third of this series while high on drugs after dental surgery. Hi, I'm Al, and I read this in between stressing from work. We're in a great mental space, and behold, <laughs> manga! <laughs> Written by Iyo Sakisaka. It is, I think it's her first longest running series. She had a previous one that I don't remember the title, but it's only three volumes. So it originally ran in 2007 to 2010 for 10 volumes. Viz published it in 2012. And for the longest time, it was the only um, Iyo Sakisaka series that was available in English. It also has a live action film. Does? We yeah, it does. It. It's really good. <gasps> okay, that's exciting. I really enjoyed it. Any content warnings? All I can think about is cheating. Cheating, uh, divorced parents. Okay. We just had I'm a really back. fun time with technical difficulties. <laughs> um, Mostly it was Al swearing and me reading a Wikipedia article about the founders of Google to see if um, Google Hangouts had any trauma around the divorce of its founders. I don't think so. I think it was the internet instead. As we know, Bill and Melinda Gates are no longer together. Okay. That's all. Hold on. I don't even know if that's true. Is that true? I think that's true. I have no idea. I do not keep up with famous people. Do not follow Bill and Melinda Gates. No. Anyway. Okay. Uh, Timer. It's like what? Whoa, 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 (laughs) whoa. That's so quick. You gotta let me mentally prepare myself. Break through the haze of coding that I was on. Okay, okay. Kay. So 30 seconds with no spoilers. Mm-hmm. That's just like a summary, and then 30 seconds describing the whole thing. Okay, ready? Yeah. Go. This is a story about Nina Ko, who is a high schooler, and she falls in love with Ren, and then there's a bunch of hijinks with a bunch of other cute boys, but she also has friends who are girls, and it's just the story of all of them going through relationship drama. It's very good. Okay, you got like 10 seconds left. You want to stop it there? There's a cat, and the cat is named the director or the president, and it's got hair <laughs> that looks like looks like a businessman. And in the end, the cat has babies. And spay and neuter your cats, but also, the end. that's a good cat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Ready for spoilers? Um, yeah. And go. So Ninako's in love with Ren, but Ren has a girlfriend. Later on, those two break up, and Ren's in love with Ninako. And then Ren's friend Ando's also in front of Ninako, in love with Ninako. And then they like have a love triangle drama, but Ninako always loves Ren, and they get together in the end. And in the side, there's a couple other couples that are happening, and there's lots of interpersonal conflict. But they get together in the end. It's good. <laughs> okay <laughs> are we done <laughs> yeah you're done <laughs> i have no concept of how long 30 seconds is all right red status i never read this you told me to like all through high school i read <laughs> Auharu red and loved it mm-hmm. and then i was like i'll read strobedge someday and it ended up on my long long list of things to read someday and now i read it I've read this. I read it after I read Aohar Ride, and then I read it at least three times, I think. Wow. This is my, my third or fourth time. It's a fave of yours. It is. Wow. For the longest time, it was also the only Iyo Saki Saka title that was available in English. 
That's true. And I do love Kiyosaki Saka. Was it was it good on a reread? I mean, yeah, I guess so because you read it like four times. But <laughs> so like the first time I read it, I liked it, but I didn't like it as much as I liked um, Ao Horror Ride. And then mm-hmm. another couple times, I kind of like liked it as much as I did Ao Horror Ride. And and then in this mm-hmm. reread, I found myself slightly annoyed. <laughs> oh no (laughs) i thought you were gonna say i liked it more this time and i was gonna be like wow controversial take but i feel like it's one of those ones where it's like sometimes i read it and i love it and sometimes i read it and i'm like okay with it (laughs) it depends where you're at in your life and your relationships (laughs) yeah this is a manga designed to be like the feeling of first love right Mm. and that's like the theme that permeates it's very much about like first love and first crushes and it's interesting because all of the characters are kind of at different places in regards to their first love which we'll get into more when we talk about like their individual relationships yeah yeah the author said it's called strobe edge because your first love is like a strobe light that is (laughs) sharp and pierces through your heart and Mm -hmm. yeah it's a complicated one for me uh <laughs> As an arrow ace person, it's it's almost a little sad reading about like these super strong feelings, and I'm like, man, wish that was me. <laughs> yeah, there are sometimes where I was like, I can kind of relate to Nienico, and then there are other times where I'm like, not this part though. Oh my god, it's she's just so, it's just such a strong, very good feeling. I'm told, <laughs> and I'm like, that might be nice. Okay, before we get into the characters, shall we guess favorite characters? Yeah, this is what I wanted to do because I think you and I might have the same character for this one. Oh, so I think we should. <laughs> so I think we should count to three and then say who we think the other person's favorite character is and see what oh, happens. I feel like you want to try that? Because I feel like I can't think of what would be like a favorite favorite for you. It's not the cat. That's my, that's my hint. All right. Okay. Do you want to say who you think the other person's favorite character is? Because this is giving it away because it's also my favorite character. Oh, this is amazing. So we tough. have to say it on three. I feel like I'm going to say the wrong person. Okay, we'll give it a try. This is a true test of our friendship. If you say the wrong thing, I will hang up and stop the podcast. All right. Okay. Three. One, three, two, two one. one. Say your Monoboo. No. <laughs> you were right. Yeah, yeah. He's my favorite too. I love him. I do like Sayori. You're always close. I'm always but close. I'm I'm a little more unpredictable. You're always like, I like the happy go lucky guy, and I'm like, I like whoever is the silliest. That's true. See, I thought of Manabu, but I was like, is that gonna be her favorite too? Like, is she gonna get mine mm-hmm. wrong? No, you got it right. Spoilers. Yeah, no, he's the best. But first, we'll talk about the main couple in the series, which is Nico yeah. and Ren. We're back in the theme of Al choosing something that we have to break down by characters because it's very character driven <laughs> instead of story driven. I feel like I read like a lot of my manga tends to be very character driven, which is nice. Like the that gives us like stuff. a nice little way to break down our notes. We just go character by character, and the story follows us as we talk. <laughs> all right, Ninako and Ren. Yeah, uh, so we on... can start with our favorite main character, Ninako. Ninako, what are your thoughts on her? She's adorable. <laughs> she is. She seems more like she would be a best friend type of character than a main character. Mm-hmm. She does remind me of the best friend character from Aoharu Ride, but. Yeah, uh, she's the main Which character. one? The, uh, oh, what's her name? 
the short like, little one with the bob haircut you know yeah, like the, the fluffy the cutesy one yeah yeah, yeah i can see it because she's like it. that she's like a cutesy little excitable mm-hmm. kind of character or usually that's more of a best friend stereotype mm-hmm. yeah i can see that i like how like our first introduction with her really sets up what her character is like because like the first page is basically like the story about how she goes shopping and like the salesman convinces her to buy an apple oh because yeah he says it tastes good so she buys it and then the mom's like why would you do that yeah and then the apple turns out to be like really bitter so it kind of shows like her naivete no yeah for sure mm-hmm. i didn't even catch up yeah <laughs> that's like her introduction i don't know that's like a really interesting way of like introducing a character it is yeah and then i also liked like in the first bit the part where i kind of related to her was where her friend group they're all in like also having relationships mm-hmm. i'm trying to think i think like two of the girls in her friend group have boyfriends we never meet them because they're they're not relevant but they do have boyfriends <laughs> They have names, but only in, like, a between-the-chapters bonus thing. Yeah. Like, three of the four are just not Mm -hmm. super relevant. They're kind of like the peanut gallery, but also, like, really good. (laughs) Yeah, I like her friends a lot. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting because, like, with Ninako in the first chapter, she hasn't experienced a first love yet, so all of her friends are telling her what it's about, and they, like, really ship her with Daichi, which is Mm -hmm. this guy that she's been friends with. This was a hard relate for me. <laughs> middle school, at least, and she's kind yeah, of middle like, school. I can't remember what they what it was they said, but it was something like how they were like, "Oh, you really get along with him." And then he has a crush on you, so like clearly you love him. She's like, "Oh yeah. my god, I didn't even know. I didn't realize I loved." Him. It's like, well, I guess he's nice, and like we get along, so yeah, I guess we're in love. Like <laughs> that like, is such a strong that. relatable thing. Oh my god, right. Where she's like, I have no idea what you guys are talking about in regards to love. So if you say I love him, well, I guess that must be mm-hmm. it. And it's Her like, friends are like, wow, you're so dumb. I can't believe you didn't realize you two are in love. And she's like, wow, I'm so dumb. I can't believe I didn't realize we're in love. <laughs> and you as a reader, it's like, it's because you're not in love, sweetie. <laughs> oh, God. So that's kind of the, the deal with Ninako and Daichi. I like that it kind of sets it up to be a love triangle, but then mm-hmm. it's definitely not Daichi. It just kind of fades in the background after, like, volume one. <laughs> I really liked um, Nico and Daichi's, like, relationship after. They're good friends. He's definitely not, like, the OMG, I've been friend-zoned, and now I'm gonna, like, hate her because she rejected no, me not type at dude. All. Like, they continue to have a very, like, good relationship after. Mm-hmm. Nobody but, in this series is like that. It's very refreshing. It's true. Yeah. It's very nice. Everybody's very mature about, like yeah, I can have feelings for this person and they don't like me back and that sucks, but it's not their fault. Yeah, that's true. That's one of the things I like about Shrobej. I feel mm. like the thing with Saki Saka in general is that she kind of subverts certain, like, shoujo tropes. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. at the same Subverts. time, she enforces certain tropes. Oh, yeah? So it's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because it's like, yeah, yeah she, like, like calls out triangle. this, like, poor trope and then she turns around and kind of enforces other ones. Huh. Yeah. Like what? Like the... Um, love triangle and the possessiveness with oh, like the yeah. men have with the female characters yeah, weird um there's like one scene near it's like near the uh i think it's like the ninth volume where ren like presses her up against a wall so she yeah. can't escape so they can have a confrontation type yeah. thing and like that is a really common trope but it's like um 
right after that he apologizes because he's like oh I shouldn't have done that to you like that was wrong of me to press you up against a wall and prevent you from escaping and he like apologizes for like overstepping and stuff like that but then like the next page she's like oh I made Ren like apologize for something that's not his fault and it's kind of like that does play into our character, though. Yeah, it does, but like at it's the not same a time, good message, but it's very consistent with like it's consistent with everything that's gone on up until then, kind of. But that's kind of like an example is that it subverts it because he like says, "Well, this is wrong," and then mm-hmm. right after she's like, "Oh no, he shouldn't have to apologize about something like that." Yeah, it's weird. I don't know what the ultimate message is supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. It kind of feels muddied at some sometimes. Yeah, we're gonna come across a lot more of those examples of shoujo tropes that are subverted mm-hmm. or not was there anything we wanted to add about uh, ninako and daichi nope nope <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it ends so fast it's just like it volume does. one and then he gets another girlfriend which we'll talk it is, about but it's like yeah i just i really liked how the author dealt with um their relationship in like the first volume yeah mainly because like her friends are telling her oh you have like a crush and everybody's like shipping the two of them and then she, like, says, no, actually, I don't have a crush on him. And well, because that's when she falls in love with Ren and she realizes what love is. <laughs> so let's talk about Ren. Yes, let's talk about Ren. What are your thoughts on Ren? It's very funny because he's the kind of silent, cool, like, personality-less mm-hmm. love interest. Except it's really rooted in his past and like losing his own personality because he's always putting other people before himself and like he doesn't really know himself and everything so in that mm-hmm. way it's really interesting but it's... also i wish he had more to say you know <laughs> it's kind of like everybody's kind of put him as like the cool silent type character to the point where he doesn't really know how to behave around others beyond that point mm-hmm. so a lot of this series is kind of like fighting himself and like how he behaves because at the end of the day he's really just some dude he loves math that's the most problematic thing about him i think (laughs) (laughs) my thought as i was reading this is that ren is basically like ko without the trauma yeah like if ko didn't have the trauma (laughs) that he has in aoharai that shapes his character in high school he would pretty much be like ren yeah it's just that? the cool, dark, ruffly hair kind of <laughs> love interest, you know? Those happen. A lot of his backstory is kind of, it's not trauma, but just, I don't know. Because Mayuri went through. Okay, so he has this girlfriend, Mayuri, who's <laughs> Daichi's sister. And then their parents get divorced. And it's a really rough time for both of them. Because like, Mayuri goes with the mom and Daichi mm-hmm. goes with the dad. And they live apart completely and it's a really rough time for Mayuri so it's like he doesn't have the trauma but he's protecting someone else who's going through trauma Mm. and his role as the supporter there kind of becomes his whole personality yeah and there's also the fact that he's the younger one in the relationship because I think she's two Mm. years older than him yeah because I think he she's like third year high school that isn't problematic no (laughs) she's like (laughs) congrats you did it shoujo (laughs) she's like third year high school when he's first year high school and i think they meet i can't remember how long they've been dating they meet when he's in middle school and she's in high school but i yeah have they been dating for a year or two years i don't remember but the point is that he's trying to act really mature to compensate for the fact that he's younger Mm because there's like you know, just a healthy pinch of toxic masculinity where he's like, I'm supposed to be the one she relies on and everything. Yeah. And so that's the role he pigeonholes himself into. 
And then he's also... Have we even talked about the fact that he's really hot and every girl in school is in love with him? <laughs> That's kind of his whole thing in the beginning. It's everyone in school is. loves him. Yeah. He's got like a like a hate club from all the girls who he's rejected. And it's kind of yeah. funny because like... I feel like at least some of them must know that he rejected them because he has a girlfriend. <laughs> like... Yeah. No. Well, then the thing with that club is that none of them actually know him. Mm-hmm. They just, like, know his superficial persona. And then Ninako knows his true self, even mm-hmm. when he doesn't really know his true self because it's so wrapped up in the people he's built himself up around, kind of. Which is nice. Ren also has some really good friends, including Manabu, who we've already <laughs> talked about. We'll get into more of them. But first, let's talk a bit about um, Mayuri, because I love the oh, way yeah, she's depicted in this it. series. So Mayuri yeah. is uh, Ren's girlfriend. She's a model. She's Daichi's older s- sister. And as mentioned before, she was, has been having a rough time with their parents' divorce. She has always held on to the hope that their parents will eventually get back together. Whereas Daichi has seemed to accept the fact that they're divorced and separated. So mm-hmm. for her, she's dealing with her relationship with her dad and her relationship with her brother to an extent. And trying to accept the fact that her parents have divorced. Mm-hmm. Which and I think just really... Distance, like those mm-hmm. two people in her life are like at this distance from her that she can't really deal with. She's the oldest, so I guess... She, She's seen, like, her parents be parents longer than Daichi has to a certain extent, so now she has to, like, accept the reality that her parents didn't get along. Yeah. And I think they divorced um, when she was, like, first year high school. Yeah, it hasn't been that long. Yeah, like, they only divorced within the year or so, like, the last previous year. Yeah. And then she becomes a model, which is kind of her own thing, which I really love. Mm-hmm. Like, she does this thing for herself. And Ren kind of doesn't understand it. And then I really love the way their relationship wraps up. Is just like they both kind of are different people than they were in the beginning. And it started out with her being so worried Ren was going to grow apart from her. And then she kind of grows apart from him. And mm-hmm, Because she reaches a point where she's like, because of like the divorce, she's dependent on Ren and her relationship with Ren. And she wants them to be like forever unchanging relationship where they stay together mm-hmm. unlike her parents. But... Then she gets to this point where she realizes she cares more about her job than she does her relationship. And she's also come to peace with the fact that her parents are divorced. Yeah. And in that, she realizes that she has changed and, like, her relationship with Ren has shifted. And he's also already fallen out of love with her and in love with Ninako Mm -hmm. at that point. But he's he's just so loyal. He just wants to, like, hold on to it. Again, going into the theme of first love, after Mayuri breaks up with him, he kind of reflects about how Mayuri was his first love, and there's some part of him that regrets, to an extent, the breaking up. I shouldn't say he fully regrets it, but... He regrets that they grew apart and it didn't last, yeah. Like, he regrets But they both kind of mutually are like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Like, we've reached this point in our relationship where we are no longer at the same point that we can stay in this relationship. And I really Which like is so cool that... to see in a shoujo. You never see that. Yeah, like, it's such a mature take on, like, a changing relationship. And I really like that Mayuri isn't villainized by the series. Yeah. Which is, I think, one of the biggest ways that it's subverted in shoujo. 
Mm-hmm. No, just the fact that even in the very beginning when they're both still in love and Ninako meets her and is like, oh, no, Mayuri's really nice. <laughs> right? And she's like, oh, I feel so guilty for, like, yeah. confessing to Ren knowing he has a girlfriend. <laughs> and I feel like part of Nina going back to Ninako, like, her internal struggle is... She wants to maintain this relationship with Ren, knowing that she has feelings for him, that he has a girlfriend. So she wants to, like, stay friends with him, but she also knows that she doesn't want to remain friends with him. She wants to, like, Mm -hmm. go out with him and date him, but she's trying to, like, lie to herself. So she feels, like, a lot of, like, guilt with her behavior, especially because Miyuri is, like, a really good person, too. (laughs) So she can't hate Miyuri, which would be the easy way out, right? Uh Uh-huh. Which is the route that most... Not even just show your romance stories take. Right? Yeah. yeah. That was one and of And the metaphor with the wings. Where oh, it's like, yeah. oh, I thought he was going to grow wings and fly away. But then I did. And then it's like her scarf flashes. Mm-hmm. So it looks like she has wings from it. That was good. Anyway. Oh, so good. <laughs> now we should talk about Red's friends. <laughs> Start Red's out by friends. saying, everyone is a little gay for Red. <laughs> <laughs> There's like fully moments in the series where like he smiles or something. They're like, whoa, I'm not gay. But if I was girl, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I also love that this series, like in terms of LGBT, it's not mm-hmm. like being gay is gross. It's like <laughs> that's just whoa. <laughs> like there's yeah, I don't know. It's not like openly LGBT friendly, but it's like they'll be like, oh, maybe Ren's gay. No, could you imagine a filthy boy dating him? I can't. That would be such a waste. Or like there's a part where Monavu gets confused and thinks like one of his friends is confessing to him and is like, whoa, no, it's not that. I mean, I really like you, but it's just like you're not my type. <laughs> anyway, Ren's friends are great. I love them. They're all himbos. <laughs> so the main two friends, we're going to save Ando for later, but um, the main two of um, Ren's friends are um, Manabu and Yu, who has a full yeah. name, but like his nickname is Yu, so we're going with yeah. Yu. <laughs> it's you, dear listener. <laughs> you are Ren's friend. So their role is you have Manabu, who sees that Ren has feelings for Ninako, and he kind of ships the two and is kind of pushing them together. And then you have... But he's also so oblivious. <laughs> so oblivious. He's making weird mistakes. Also, the I... part where, like, he accidentally follows Ren and then gets, like... <laughs> it's like they were playing a game together. And then Ren goes and has, like, a moment with Ninako and Manabu accidentally followed him. And then they're, like, all on the train together, the three of them. And he's, like, trying to get rid of the awkwardness. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I really like also how, like, Manabu and Ninako, like, totally hit it off, like, platonically. Yeah. Like, they meet the and boy. they just become, like, best friends. Because <laughs> he's the best boy. They have the yeah. same, like, vibe, so they totally, like, click with each other, and it's great. Yeah. I was gonna say, I also love that Ren's friends know Ren better than Ren knows Ren. Like, they know he likes Ninako before he does. or mm-hmm. that, Like, everybody in this story knows Ren better than he knows himself, which is kind of his arc as he grows <laughs> to, like, know his own wants and needs and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's very good. So then we have you, which is the more mature friend of the group, who knows that Ren likes Ninako, but he wants him to stay with um, Miyuri. And a lot of that, we find out later, has to do with his experience with his previous relationships. Yeah. Which Everyone in this story has a complicated save. romantic past. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I must confess, mm-hmm. I thought that you and Ando were the same person in many scenes. 
because they both kind of look the same. They kind of have similar, like, hairstyles, but, yeah. like, Ando has bangs and you doesn't. Yeah, that's the only real, and then, like, his face is a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. But there would be times of like, wow, Ando's acting really weird in the scene. <laughs> What's going on? It's but, like, yeah. oh, no, it's a different character. Yeah, it's a different character. I figured it out in the end. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Yeah. Thank you. Did we talk about Ninako's friends? Oh, we didn't talk about friends <laughs> her friends yes. are so good they really like put really themselves good. like they, they support each other in their romance and they like put themselves before mm-hmm. each other i like when they're all in the same class and they're like hugging each other like all the girls are together <laughs> they're such a good friend group they go out for karaoke to cheer her up i also love too when like they know she's keeping something from them but like they don't want to force her so they kind of just like mm-hmm. let her kind of prepare herself to the point where she can tell them what's on her mind and why she's so like upset about things you're so supportive right like, this author is oh. really great at friends and now horror ride too i was like oh a romance that also has really strong friendships it just makes me happy right like I and then near friends. the end when when mm-hmm. she confesses like it's kind of like framed like a confession right where she like tells her friends like i really love you all and this is so, so cute made me so happy <laughs> just so like good platonic love man gets me every time mm-hmm. like through there and it's also interesting to see like their different takes on like love and like mm-hmm. it's not just love but it's also about like valuing yourself and kind of being true to your feelings yeah which is what they yeah Mm -hmm. it's a very tell me more tell me more (laughs) (laughs) kind of thing going on in the gallery there okay now we can talk about ninako and ren i give you permission to talk about the main couple ninako and ren how do you like them as a couple i like them I do. Um, I was really so in the very mm-hmm. be- in the beginning. I wasn't as into them as when Ren kind of realized his own feelings, and then it just became pining because I am I am so about pining <laughs> <laughs> and like all their little like touches and weird moments and stuff. And I'm like, oh, they're so in love, but they can't date. And they can't whatever. And then it kind of I don't know. Near the end, I felt like it was still really good but after a while i was like okay you guys can just get together now <laughs> yeah just... <laughs> yeah i feel that um ren and Nico. i really like how like when they're together you kind of see ren's actual self of who he is as a person yeah. kind of come out like he really comes out of his shell around Nico. the thing where the author said that whenever he has like a squeeze in his heart he like touches his collarbone that's so adorable because <laughs> that's where he like feels the anyway it's just it's such an interesting i also like how their love story is like circled around the train which is like yeah romanticization of public transit (laughs) (laughs) because it's like they meet on the train and there's a lot of like romantic like small moments that happen on this train and then like she confesses to him twice at the train stop (laughs) none of this is my experience with trains (laughs) Mostly I just play Wordle and listen to podcasts. (laughs) But I also think the train is kind of, it ties in thematically really nice. Mm -hmm. Like it's the day-to-day, right? Like your routine, nothing like super different changes every day, but it's like... The beginning and ending of like your day in terms of like going from home to work and back home or going home to school to work or home not like gentle kind of forward momentum but it's like Mm -hmm. circular also yeah it's very good it is maybe i should start romanticizing my train trips (laughs) to and from work and then 
<laughs> so <laughs> maybe that'll with, change something <laughs> with Nico that I also really like as like an arc this is in relationship in relation to her relationship with Ren is after he breaks up with Miori a lot of what keeps them apart for the bit is kind of like her and herself feeling guilty over her feelings towards Ren oh yeah and also her trying to convince herself that they should remain friends and like part of me understands because another part is that she doesn't want to be the bad guy in the situation well and she doesn't know that he likes her back Mm -hmm. at that point but yeah there's definitely a point though where like she doesn't want to be the bad guy in the situation so like dating right after he's broken up with his girlfriend she would feel guilty about you know oh yeah and then the stuff with them yeah Hmm? I was going to say, like, Ren and Yuniko basically are the same person in that they put their own feelings aside to try to help other people or, like, put other people before themselves Mm -hmm. and just, like, are protective of other people's feelings to the point where their own just get, like, shunted into Mm non-existence. And, like, a lot of, like, the last bit of the arc was that Yuniko was trying to, like, ignore her feelings for Ren because of Ren and Ando's relationship, because Ando is yeah. a friend of Ren's who also has a crush on Yuniko, and their past relationship, and how that was changed, which we will get into later. And then, at the very end, she talks about how, like, this entire time she's just been saying, oh, I can't date Ren because it would hurt Ando, and I don't want to be the bad guy in the situation. And then she's like, I've just been using that as an excuse because it's less about me doing this to save Ando's feelings and more of the fact that I don't want to be seen as a selfish bad person. Mm -hmm. It's all about the Mm self-loathing. And then she kind of comes, it's not so much that she comes to terms with like that she's not a bad person. It's more of like this may be selfish of me, but it's not entirely wrong of me to have these things. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, because I still feel like part of it is also, like, the guilt of her having feelings while he was in a relationship, which is kind of where the cheating stuff comes in that we mentioned previously. Well, it's more in other relationships, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know some people, when they talk about Strobridge, they say it's, like, cheating with Nidako and Ren, but, like, that's not... Emotional cheating, but not... He's, like, trying very, very hard to stay Mm -hmm. loyal to Mayuri, even when the feelings aren't there. I don't think emotional cheating is much of a thing to be honest no so with me emotional cheating is more so just somebody realizing they're unhappy in their relationship cheating for me has to be like you actively pursue a person and then you start dating them while you're dating somebody else when they're unaware of it yeah yeah. I mean, this is coming from two people who have never been in a relationship, so. <laughs> that's very true, but that's just how I feel about it. I'm, yeah. People yeah. can disagree, which is totally okay, because again, people, some people have experienced relationships and I have not, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially in Ren's case, it's yeah. like, he's trying mm-hmm. very hard. <laughs> he would have stayed with Mayuri forever if she hadn't mm-hmm. broken it off. Yeah. I think fiction-wise... It wasn't so much cheating as more so just them kind of going on to two different paths with their mm-hmm. feelings. 
Yeah. Fiction wise, reality is very entirely healthy. different things. So. Yeah, I don't know what goes on in reality. I've never. <laughs> I don't know what all you people get up to. Okay, any last thoughts about them? They're just it's cute. It's cute. It's real cute. <laughs> At the end when they're together, it's cute. It's a cute relationship. Okay, um, Sayori and Daichi. Yeah, so. I love them. <laughs> really good daichi goes from having a crush on ninako to being like a wife guy for sayuri so fast i love it it's like all he talks about is like i love sayuri so much we're so in love okay sayuri she's great as a character honestly i love her Mm -hmm. yeah she's like the emotionally mature one in the female friend group Mm -hmm. she's great she gives advice to Nico. There's like a really interesting thing, which is why I wanted to talk about her the most, was when Ren was still dating Mary and Nico was like struggling with her feelings. So he's like, "Well, why don't you just steal Ren from her?" And Nico's like, "Yeah, isn't that a bad thing?" And she's like, "No, it's totally fair game." And you're kind yeah. of like, "Okay, you can't just blame I, the one who steals." Yeah, I don't agree with that, but okay. But that's also and based on her past past relationship. Was, she. It was like her boyfriend was stolen from her, and now she's kind of made peace with that. Like, well, if you really loved me, you wouldn't have boyfriend. Which is really interesting, because later on, there's an incident where she thinks Daichi is cheating on her, mm-hmm. and then she gets upset, and she's like, okay, Nanako, I know you said that you should totally just, like steal Ren from his girlfriend, but like, I don't actually feel that way. <laughs> like, that actually, is- no. I changed my mind. Actually, bad. <laughs> Which is, it's just, and again, it ties into her relationship, which we then find out is... It was you all along. <laughs> you, the listener. You cheated on Sayuri. <laughs> so we find out their relationship more in, like, a bonus story. Where you and I love the bonus Sayuri, stories, by the way. They're so very cute. good. You and Sayuri met during cram school, during middle school. And they dated... And basically, while they dated, Siri was the one who, like, took charge and, like, planned the dates and everything. And you, at some point, started to have... You kind of, like, wavered with his feelings due to toxic masculinity. Uh-huh. Because... And then he was like, hmm, I wonder what it would be like to kiss another girl. And then he did, and he was like, that sucked. And Sarah was like, well, <laughs> bye. <laughs> no, it, okay, so... What it was, was basically he was dating Sayori and then he was like, fine. But then his friends were like, dude, you let her lead around and you like do whatever she tells Mm -hmm. you to do. And you're not like the man in the relationship. And then he's kind of like, I should be the man in the relationship. Yeah. And then he dates a girl who's really passive and he's like, actually, this sucks. (laughs) Well, then there's like this other girl that starts like flirting with him. And then Sayuri, Mm -hmm. there's like miscommunication between him and Sayuri where Sayuri finds out that the other girl confessed to him and he didn't say anything, which to her was like the end of their relationship because he should have said, no, I'm dating someone else. So she breaks up with him and then he goes on a date with this other girl right after they break up. And basically, he's the one who's supposed to be, like, leading the dates, but he does a terrible job, and he's like, actually, I am not a planner. I need someone to plan and lead me, because I'm terrible at this. (laughs) And then he's like, I should not have listened to my friends. Yep. And that's what happens. And then he regrets it forever, but Sayuri's already in a relationship with the silly, goofy guy we all love, so (laughs) back off. And he does back off, and it's Mm -hmm. very nice. There's no, like, him... 
trying against all odds to mm-hmm. get her back. He's just kind of like, yeah, that was sad. I still love you. And she's like, okay, bye. And he's like, bye. <laughs> and that kind of like also shapes his response to um, Ren and Mayuri's situation. Yes. Where he's kind of like, if you regret it for even a second after you break up, you should, like, get her back. And Ren's like, actually, I'm okay with us breaking up. Mm -hmm. And then he, like, pursues Ninako, which is totally okay. Everyone just puts their own feelings onto other people's relationships in this. And it's very well done, because that's very much what happens in real life. (laughs) So good. And then we have Daichi. Love him. We already talked about him. We did. He's Mayuri's sister. He was in love with Ninako, and now he's a silly, goofy guy. Um, he does have a bit of mature maturity to him, too. I think it's interesting that when his parents split up, they kind of made the kids choose who to go with. Like, they were like, oh, you'll go with the mom. And then Daichi's like, but my dad looked so sad that I went with him. And that's not a fair thing to do to a kid. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, later on, uh, Daichi's dad gets remarried and they're going to move to some other town or something which means Daichi will no longer go to the high school and he's like oh I want to like go with my dad because my dad is so excited for us to have like be a family because like the move also means that the dad will be home in time for them to have dinner together yeah so Daichi is like yeah I want to be with my dad because my dad is really happy about this idea and stuff but also i'm in a relationship with a girl i really like and i want to like yeah. continue my life at this high school with my friends and my girlfriend and there's like a scene where he's talking to sari because i think they like break up or almost break up yeah and he like and then talks nina goes like long distance is a thing you stupid <laughs> idiot <laughs> so then they talk and they have like this moment where they like decide to run away together so they like run to the beach in the middle of the night and he like goes to um get her a drink or something and realizes he spent all his money on her christmas present yeah. and he's like what am i doing i can't like run away with this girl we can't like live on our own i have like we're high schoolers and we have no money <laughs> That feel when, yes, GF, but no money. <laughs> Daichi and Siri's relationship are actually kind of mature because they actually sit down and, like, have conversations with each other. Yeah, about because Sayuri's really mature. And, like, there is a moment where she's, like, immature, where she's, like, um when she sees Daichi with another girl, which turns out to be, yeah. like, literally nothing at all. But there's that moment where she's, like, constantly refusing to, like, have a conversation with him. Until her friends are like, no, you have to yeah. talk to him. Like, you have to sit down and actually have a conversation about She's what mature, it is you're feeling. but avoidant. <laughs> Just like Ren is. That's the same. But they're good. They have, a, like, a really good mature um, relationship. Very yeah. strong. Good for them. And then in the end, Daichi chooses to stay with his GF and um, not his dad. And the dad is like, that's okay. I understand this was a thing that your mom and I did to you. And I was like, yeah, old man, you sure did. But... <laughs> And then there's a scene with the parents where it's, like, the same as Mayuri and Ren, where they're like, yeah, we did love each other at one point, and now we don't anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a very cool. mature take on, like, yeah. relationships and how they change. And it's kind People of, like... People just grow apart sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the sense yeah. of, like, first loves are great when they happen, but they're not always long-lasting. Mm-hmm. That's true of any love, not just first love. Mm-hmm. That's true of platonic love. I'm not saying that to you specifically. <laughs> it sounds like Thanks. I'm breaking up with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, any last thoughts about them or shall we move on to the next couple? Ando and Mao. Ooh. 
Chairman Mao, leader of China during the Cold War. <laughs> so first we'll talk about um, Ando and his relationship to Nanako. So, yes. Yes. So this is the other prong of kind of the love triangle, but Nino never Nina Ninako. Ninako <laughs> never really likes Ando back. No. Ando is kind of this well, I don't playboy. think we've really talked about him yet, even though no. yeah, he really is in the story a lot. But yeah, he's like a playboy, womanizer, happy go lucky kind of type, but also very in his feelings all the time. And then he falls in love with Ninako and he sets aside his playboy ways for a while. <laughs> He's very much, how do I put it, like, I think deep down he's a good guy, but he tries to, like, keep like up him. the appearance yeah. of, like, him, like, he tries to maintain his image of being a playboy womanizer to a certain extent, especially in, like, the final arc there. Um, and he does it to protect himself, too. He really does. Like, it's very yeah. much him protecting, and it, again, has to do with the previous relationship that has changed yeah. and, like, shaped how he behaves in this current arc. You're current. right. I changed my mind. I'm First like, love sounds terrible. <laughs> Everybody's a little bit freaked up because. <laughs> so another thing I liked too was how like Ando was like constantly trying to like get Nienako to date him, where he's like, "Rent's taken, so you should date me, and maybe you'll fall in love." And Nienako's like, ah, yeah. "I just don't like <laughs> you that way." <laughs> yeah. And they never actually date, which I like. No. And I love that it's never. Ando and Ren, like, she's my girl, back up. It's like, yeah, it sucks that we both have feelings for her, but it's her choice in the end. We'll just see what happens. We'll both keep trying. <laughs> like, there's a certain extent of possessiveness where sometimes their conversation yeah. is like, we're fighting over her and stuff like that. But it, it's kind of like... But they still always give her the agency. Yeah. The end, right? Yeah. It's funny because they're like, we're going to fight for her. We're fighting over her. And then they're kind of like, it's all air. You know, yeah. like it's never actually them forcing. Because no. even when Nidako like rejects Ando, he doesn't. Sometimes he continues it, but he like backs off. You know, in that moment. Yeah, he's he doesn't have any bitter feelings towards her. Yeah, like no, he's sad that all. it's not reciprocated, he but it. he doesn't use that against her or blame her for it. You know. Yeah, he never blames Nidako for liking Ren or. He never blames Ren for Ninako liking him, which is also a thing that could happen a lot. And it's like he might have these feelings initially, but then he'll kind of rationalize them. Like, okay, mm-hmm. well, that's how it is. Which like, is he'll nice. be upset in the moment, but he won't lash out. He, like, steps back and kind of takes time to himself. Yeah. To, like, ground himself before he moves forward. And, like, in the last bit of the arc where it kind of enforces a toxic shoujo trope where he um kisses her without her consent yeah, he can be kind of weirdly non-consensual sometimes yeah never in like a sexual way or anything no. but like, like he'll, he's like, kissed her on the forehead but it's always been like yeah. i see her crying so i kiss a girl on the forehead type thing yeah. like it's not like him maliciously doing it in a sense it's like if it was real life it would be bad but <laughs> in terms of shoujo you know that's just like that's how it goes. Everybody's very free yeah. with when they're in love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. So that's, a, like, another thing, too, is that it kind of enforces certain shoujo yeah. tropes. But then, like, Nienako is like, oh, you only did that so that I would hate you. Yeah, they have you. a conversation about it yeah. afterwards every time where it's like, okay, I forgive you, like, whatever. The thing about that, though, yeah, it kind of sucks well, it does suck that he kissed her without her consent because mm-hmm. you know to her, her first kiss was pretty important because she's like this little hopeless romantic type. 
And they talk about it later on. Like, oh, no, he can't know. My first kiss was with Ando, which sucks. Mm-hmm. But also, it as a character moment, it lets her finally kind of break out of her own trying to be protective of Ando. Because there's this thing where, like, Ando protected her from a gang or something. And then yeah. Ren confessed to her. And she was like, I can't say I love him back because Ando would be sad. And he just protected me from gang violence. <laughs> like, he just got beat up by some <laughs> It's so weird. I can't just turn around and start dating his, like, kind yeah. of friend. And then... But then she can finally, after Ando does this to her, she's like, you're trying to be the bad guy so that I'll, like, finally let you go. And she kind of snaps out of it. And she's like, okay, I realize I need to follow my own feelings, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's very good. Um, Ando and Ren's relationship. I love the side story about them where they're, like, childhood friends. And they're, like, playing video games and having sleepovers. It makes me so happy. Because, like, you find out when Ren was in middle school, all the guys were, like, avoiding him because they were jealous of him because of how many, like, girls had crushes on him. him. Yeah. And then Ando is, like, you're literally just some dude. (laughs) (laughs) You're just a guy. You're literally just a guy. Yeah. And they become friends and it's really great. Until Ando um, starts dating this girl. And who, it's Chairman Mao, leader of China during the Cold <laughs> who War. Who turns out to have a crush on Ren and was dating Ando to get close to Ren. And Ando sees her try to kiss him, Ren. Yeah. And it's interesting because in his flashback, he talks about how, like, he doesn't blame Ren for it. Because he knows that Ren tried to avoid the kiss and, like, mm-hmm. stop it. He knows this, but he can't make his heart, like, accept that. And that kind of puts a splinter in their relationship of, like, what used to be a close relationship. So they kind of, kind of splinter off. Yeah. And that's a theme in this whole thing, too, right? Is that, like, even if you can rationalize something in your brain, sometimes your heart just has feelings that you can't Mm -hmm. get over that easily. Mm. A lot of, again, with um, what was preventing Ninako was her learning um, Ando's past trauma with his relationship and her not wanting to, like, repeat that, knowing that Ando has a crush on her and that she is in mm-hmm. love with Ren. Um, we do meet... Re-traumatized. <laughs> Re-traumatized. We do meet um, Mao in... So, this series covers the first and second year of high school, so in the second year, Mao comes to the high school and Ando thinks she's in love with Ren and he's like really passive aggressive towards her kind of, or just straight he's up aggressive. He's an boy. Yeah, okay. he's pissed off, which is fair. <laughs> which um, is fair, yeah. And then Mao confesses that she actually is in love with Ando and there's like a point at some point where she's trying to get like Ninako to date Ando so that Ando will be happy. To make up with, like, what Mao has done. Yeah. So she feels... weird. (laughs) She feels guilty about it and wants to patch up for the relationship and all these things. But it's like, girl, (laughs) what are you doing? What are your thoughts on her as a character? Get out of here. Uh, I don't know. I mean, everybody in this is pretty cool with, like, their complexity and motivations and stuff. Mm -hmm. She doesn't seem like a full villain like any other female character might be in a shoujo she's just got her own motivations and her own she's not issues a bad person it's more so the fact that she's simply done things that have hurt people and she doesn't know how to fix that which like she's a teenager that's fine 
part of growing up is learning about that stuff. Yeah. Which, like, sucks in the moment. It's kind of implied that she's going to continue to pursue Ando at the very yeah. end there. But it, I like that they don't get together explicitly no. in the series. That's nice that not everybody had to end up partnered in the end. I do also like how the narrative never forces Ando to forgive her. Yeah. Like, there are times where he's, like, he's nicer. And there's, like, this one scene during the track and field meet where he, like, accuses her of lying so that she can, like, talk to him. Because um, she's, like, a runner for the baton run thing. And Mm -hmm. she said that she took it because the original runner got hurt. So he accuses her, and then, like, right after, the original runner comes over and, like, apologizes to Mal for having to take her place. And then Ando turns around and immediately apologizes for accusing her of these things. Which it's I thought like, was, I like, was seeing you like a supervillain, but you're literally just a guy. <laughs> which I thought, again, was, like, another way it kind of subverts those shoujo tropes. Mm-hmm. Where, again, there is no real villain in... The characters are at least willing to, like, apologize for when they've done something wrong. Mm -hmm. Even if they don't like the person. Yep. We should talk about how Ando, Mm -hmm. his whole thing with being a playboy is kind of after he has his heart broken. He's like, well, Mm -hmm. time to just do a bunch of self-destructive behaviors to try to ignore that. And yep. he gets into all these unhealthy relationships. Well, not even relationships. Like, he's just sleeping around and stuff mm-hmm. to kind of hide his own feelings. And he thinks it's making him more adult. And then he realizes, like, no, this is the opposite of being adult, actually. And part of that has to do with Ren calling him out <laughs> for it. Yeah. And being like, you're acting uncool and I can't, like, look up to you. Which mm-hmm. is what I used to do back when we were in middle school. And, and it was like, okay, now I have to be somebody that Ren can, like, look up to. So the relationship and then the fact that they both ends. fall for the same girl just complicates <laughs> it even more. They have such a complicated relationship and they're still friends, but they're not best friends anymore mm-hmm. is what they say. And it makes me sad. But again, it's about how relationships kind of come mm-hmm. and go in life. How they can be complicated things. Platonic ones. Yeah. Um, I realized as I was looking at our notes that I actually forgot a character that I kind of wanted to talk about, but I don't oh, remember his name. Oh. Um... During the track and field meet, there's the uh, senior guy. Who's oh, him! There. He's yeah. so fun. <laughs> I can't remember. He's name. just a cheerleader. He's a cheerleading coach. He's like <laughs> he's really a good the... guy. It's yeah. I just wanted to briefly talk about him because um, he's like this really low third year who is kind of immature to an extent, and is just very messy, you know, <laughs> and. He ends up giving Nidiko advice about, like, her love yeah. relationship, which is really cute. And then, like... He's like, oh, you can talk to me about it because we literally don't care about each other. And she's like, okay. <laughs> which is, like, it's just really nice that he's this senior who's, like, totally l- willing to listen to this random <laughs> girl's problems. All he cares about is sports <laughs> and helping but... people with their romance problems. <laughs> and it's really funny because, like, at one point, Ren thinks that Nidiko has a crush on him. Yeah. The, the senior guy, thanks to Manabu. <laughs> yeah. But what I also really like, too, is we find out that the senior guy also has his own problems. Everyone has problems. And yeah. He says That's later... another theme in here, is everyone has problems. He says later They can look like, happy um... on the surface, but... Yeah, like, another thing, too, was there's something he says to Nidiko where he says, um, everybody has problems, but you shouldn't compare your problems to another person's problems and how severe it is. 
because she was having like relationship drama stuff and then she finds out that he was quitting high school because there's a recession and his dad lost his job and so he's going to join the workforce to like make money to help support his family because he's the only one in his family that can do that because he has younger siblings who are still going to school and his mom there was something with his mom as well and Indico's like you're having all these like issues and I'm here bothering you with my romance drama which isn't that big of a deal and he's like no everybody's problem is important to like them individually and you shouldn't compare each other's you have your issues I have mine and some of my advice was like shaped by my own issues about like having to give up certain things Oh, that's so true, too, when you think about, mm-hmm. like, how Ninako and Ren's whole arc is both of them, like, learning not to minimize their own feelings because mm-hmm. of other people and, like, how they think about and need to care for other people. Yeah. So that's a very powerful moment. It is. It's so good. And also, fun fact, he also has a side story in one of the volumes of Aohara Ride. Does he? He does. Well, now I need to go back and reread that. Oh, it's in, like, the volume, like, the physical volumes. It's, like, a bonus chapter and one of them. Oh, I wouldn't have about, It's about, like, him and his girlfriend, and I don't remember. Well, that's it. great. Yeah. Because I remember reading Strobe Edge, the physical volumes, and I was like, where is that chapter? I could have sworn <laughs> it was. It's in the ER. <laughs> I hallucinated it. I was in there, like, I totally swore there was, like, a side story with this character. No, it's in the horror ride volumes, that's why. Terrible. Okay. You were gaslit by Iyosaki <laughs> Saga. <laughs> But there is another bonus love story that's included at the last yeah. volume. And that With is... With our favorite boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't take any pictures for my notes of this mm-hmm. because I Manabu was like my coping character where I was like, <laughs> see, he's not in love with anyone. <laughs> so I was like, eh, he's in love with someone. Okay, I accept. It's so cute. It's a really cute love story, though. It is. I just like him. He's in love with this girl who's in the third year of high school. And she's like this really cold person. And she's kind of like Ren in that sense. That she's like this cold beauty. But he knows that she's like a really good person. Oh yeah, yeah. He does that thing where he pursues her a lot even though she's like annoyed by him. But not in like a incel way. In like a I'm going to keep doing nice things for you kind of way. Because I like you as a person. Yeah. And she never explicitly is like, leave me alone. She's just like, okay, whatever, Manabu. He gives her a charm, and she's like, I don't want this charm. And he's like, just take it, and then he leaves. And then she, like, keeps it in her bag. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cute. Very and, sweet. But he later finds out that um, she'll be leaving abroad after, which is why she is... At the beginning, she was rejecting him because she didn't have feelings for him. And then near the end, she starts developing these feelings, but she knows she's, like, leaving so she doesn't want to have this brand new relationship with this classmate who's, like, still in high school. Yeah. And he is, like, sad about it, but he doesn't get angry or blame her or anything. And he doesn't try to it's stop her either. Away. He kind of just, yeah. like, he's sad about it, but he accepts it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just a really cute one. I liked it. Mm-hmm. He's, he's just a good boy, Al. <laughs> he's so great. <laughs> <laughs> I really love him. He's such a fun character. Yeah. Okay. And that wraps up talking about every character <laughs> in the series. And Strobage. Overall thoughts or anything you want to add? Uh, I want to add that this takes place in the Wick Donald's universe. 
<laughs> which ties it to other stories. They all take place canonically in the same universe that has a Wickdonald's instead of a McDonald's. And there was one other one we read so far that was in Wickdonald's. Which one was it? Was it? It might have been We Were There. So just, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. That's not as weird to tie together that two different high schools are. <laughs> but things like, you know, they also live in the world where Haruhi Suzumiya is God, you know? True, true, true. This is just the world they live in. There was another thing I realized when I was reading Strobedge again, is that in every single Iosaki Saka series, I'm not sure about like the new one that she's currently writing in Japan because it's not in English, but like in every series, she always has divorce. Did you notice <laughs> <Maybe>. that? <laughs> Maybe it's personal. Because in like Strobedge, you have like Daichi's parents are divorced, and in Ahara Ride, you have Ko's parents are divorced, and um, Love I Me. I mean, that's realistic. <laughs> A <laughs> lot of people have divorced parents. And fifty percent of this podcast is divorced parents. The two main characters, they're both their parents are divorced, and they're like remarries for their step step siblings, and then yeah. I think they. The three or maybe it's two, two or three volume series she wrote before Strobe Edge, I think also has divorced parents. I think she's just reflecting the real world. <laughs> I think she's just being accurate. I feel like she also constantly <laughs> Finally has someone who represents me. <laughs> a black haired main character and a blonde haired main character side yeah. love interest, second love interest. Apparently the black hair is really hard to draw. She hadn't decided about that. <laughs> but she keeps doing it to herself, so it's true. She, she has some she wild did. asides. She's both like the best and worst pet owner I've ever seen. Like she has a separate room for her chinchillas with like an air conditioner, but also she just lets them freely have litters constantly. I'm like, what do you do with the babies? Oh my god. I really love her uh, towel club where she just like talks about how she yeah. likes to wrap her head in a towel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's a little she's a little strange, but we love her. It's great. I really liked also the one volume where Ninako was having a song, but she was like, I don't know <gasps> what song it was, so let's have everybody like vote and guess what song it is, and then like she decided a winner. Have you listened to Little Love Song by Mongol 800? I was listening to it while I was writing notes. <laughs> I need to. I think it was it's like- not Okay, the actual song I couldn't find. I could just find a cover, but it slapped. It was good. <laughs> I Do people say, still it. say that? Do the kids still say song slap? Was it fire? No, they it say dope. it's a bop. It was a bop. Do kids actually? Oh yeah, you know kids. You work in a school. <laughs> I don't know if they still I'm at use least that as anymore. cool as a twelve-year-old. But in two thousand eighteen, they referred it as a bop. You're right. <laughs> I don't know if they use anyway, this year. It's an enjoyable song. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are your overall thoughts? Overall thoughts. I still enjoy this series. About... It's great. Yeah, it's a good one. It was interesting because there are some ways that I can really relate it to my high school experience and then all the romance stuff is so out of my depth (laughs) because I was so oblivious to all the romance going on around me in high school. There's a part where they do poster painting and I was like, oh, that's me. (laughs) Just like the way they casually do stuff on the side while they're talking about romance is so Mm -hmm. nice. It's Yeah, it's very, it feels very nostalgic for something I've never experienced. Like, there's so much that signifies the passage of time, and it's just so easy to keep turning the pages, and there's not a whole bunch to read. It's just really atmospheric. Mm-hmm. The art is so well done, too. I really love the it paneling. Is. Like, it's the paneling so with, like, the train at the very end where they get off. 
And then you see, like, yeah. the train leave the station, and then, like, the wind blows their hair, and they're, like, yeah. looking at each other. There's also... I also really so liked... So um, romance. The panel where um, Ren is thinking of breaking up with Mayuri because he likes... Like, he's finally accepted his feelings for Nanako. And then Mayuri is, like, my dad's getting remarried, and she's, like, really upset. And there's, like, him, and it's, like, him slowly closing his eyes, and in between you see, like, Nanako's image, and then it gets, like, scribbled out. Mm-hmm. That's a really good... Like, you really see... It's very good. The paneling. It's very good. I love the art. Okay. So good. Are you ready to introduce um the next manga of the month? The next manga of the month. As you know, October is... Spoop, spooky, spoop, spoopy mm-hmm. season. <laughs> so we're going to read something a little bit tense and spooky. Um, it's a little bit long. Okay. But I'm counting on you. Okay. I believe in you. Okay. Um, I want to read The Promised Neverland oh, and see what it's okay. like. <laughs> I really want to. I watched the, the anime and the second season was so weird and I just want to know what it's like written down and I'm excited about it. I have a lot to say already and I haven't read it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Our theme music is Strawberry Flavor Love by Daystar. And as always, stop. You're reading reading in the wrong direction. direction.